What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Pastuch, and today I'm honored again to have Dr. Jeremy on the podcast. hey There he is. <laughs> I feel like um, the more often we can get on the podcast together, the better these people are going to, to value what we're putting out there. Um, but so last time we spoke, Jeremy and I were kind of alluding to the idea that there are roles for athlete, doctor, and coach, mm. and that there are responsibilities within those roles that people need to take ownership over. And that's what we're going to discuss today. So if you got this far, if you got 39 seconds into the episode and you're not sure you want to stick around, the person who this episode is really for is the athlete who is frustrated with the pain that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis and doesn't know who to turn to, the coach who is frustrated that the athlete in their gym is constantly having to modify or is constantly injured and doesn't know what to do with them, or the doctor who is frustrated that they can't get coaches to send athletes to their office, right? Or isn't getting the results that they want from athletes when they come in. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I say athletes, I mean people who move. Right? Bill Bowerman said, if you have a body, you're an athlete. Um, and remember, guys, if you're into this episode, if you're into this show, hit pause, head to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating. None of that four nonsense. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a comment. And please think of somebody while you're listening to this episode who would get value out of it and share this episode with them. That's how people are going to get the help. Mm-hmm. All right. So without further ado, um, why don't you, Jeremy, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, introduce kind of the the triage of the, the tripod? Yeah. So this is something that we've been thinking about and, and kicking around for a long time. I, I think this actually started on a beach in California with me and Drew Canavero doing a very romantic uh, jog <laughs> at 6 a.m. before a before a seminar out at CrossFit uh, Losal. Is it produced? Is it pronounced jog or yog? I think it's a soft J. Okay. Yeah, it's jogging. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in, in, in Drew's mind, he, he's, he started saying like, yeah, there's really these kind of roles for, for each of these people. We have the, the athlete, you have the coach, and you have this this doctor, this clinician. Uh, and really, if there's, there's harmony between the three, everybody wins. The athlete's healthier, you know, the coach is more productive and, and happier with his athletes. He doesn't have to worry about modifying for the athletes. He just has to worry about training. And the doctor is getting people well and getting them back to doing what they want to do in a healthy way. Um, and so in developing this, we started thinking about the injured athlete and, and really starting to understand what their role is and what they require. So by, those, by the injured athlete, what, what you mean? Sorry, is, the, the the athlete with joint pain, right. not injured. They're not like I can't do anything. Right. I'm I'm on the shelf. It's they don't just, have an ACL tear. They're just experiencing some right. discomfort. It's all that the time. that little anterior shoulder pain, that anterior hip pinch, that that low back pain that's yeah. just kind of kicking around and rears its ugly head every once in a while or every day. I don't know, uh, but really the the athlete when 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 you're when you're in that situation, the first thing you need to do. Is, is, is really just decrease the load. Something something is irritating and, and some tissue is irritated and that's what's really generating this pain time and time again. So you need to just say, I need to change what I'm doing. And really what that takes is it takes a little bit of understanding that there's a problem. And, and that's a lot, oftentimes it can be a hard conversation with people to have and saying, yeah, like this keeps coming back because you keep doing stuff 
and, and, and that there's something else going on, uh, whether it be you know, a certain length or some strength or your recovery or maybe you're just going too hard too often. But acknowledging, OK, this shoulder pain has been coming back for six months, three months, a year. There's a problem. And if you continue to do the same things, you're going to continue to have the problem. So really, that's the biggest thing to the, I think the first the biggest pill to swallow. Um, now, the coach they have a responsibility too. Cause a lot of times and you coaches listening to this, you guys can, can I, I think, uh, you know, hear this pretty loudly is that these athletes, you have to save these athletes from themselves sometimes. I know everybody has the best intention. I'm not, I'm not knocking the athlete. I'm not knocking the coach, but these athletes, you know, people come in and it's just like, yeah, I'm going hard. That's what I do. Train every day, compete, sorry, compete every day. You know, it's like, okay, like how do we, how do we address that? But when you have this, this, this athlete coach that is constantly, you know, they're humming along, humming along, okay, injured out for a month, they rest, they feel better. They come back in, humming along, humming along, injury out for a month, you know, and they're just in this cycle of, of this kind of, you know, injury or pain. And, and they're just, they're constantly modifying or they're constantly missing um, that you need to be able to help modify them. You know, and a lot of that comes down to communication, but you need to be able to save them from themselves. And that's really where a lot of, of our tools come in as, as far as our assessments, because they should be frying pan moments for everybody involved. If you can't do put your shoulders over your head and touch the ground when you're laying on the floor, doing a kip doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. He's, Jeremy's describing laying on your back and bringing your arms yeah. all the way over your head. Yeah. So if you don't have sh full shoulder flexion, you're asking to get shoulder pain by doing a lot of kipping pull-ups. Um, and, 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 and it should be pain-free as well. And so, you know, the, the, a lot of times for athletes, you know, you need to prove it to them. Bro, tell them why shouldn't I? You let, you know, you let him do it. Why can't I do it? It's like, well, you can't do this. And it hurts for you to do this. A normal, a normal, a, a healthy shoulder should be able to do this. And you can't. So until you can do prove to me that you can do that, you know, there's there's no need for you to be doing this. And really, at the end of the day, we want to get you healthy. And I'd like to actually share a story that, that ties in what you just said that I've oh. recently experienced. There's an athlete who I'm um, mentoring is the wrong word, but but basically she's checking in with me. Right? Mm -hmm. And this girl was a, a games athlete last year on a team oh. and she has had back pain for like two, three, four years, whatever it is. I don't remember exactly how long she said, but mm. as long as she can remember in her competitive career, she's had back pain. Mm -hmm. Used to be a gymnast, really strong chick, squats over 300 pounds, clean and jerk is like 250 or 240, something like that. Cool. Um, and, you know, she knows she has a problem, mm. but she doesn't know how to let her coach and her teammates know mm -hmm. that she has a problem without having her coach and her teammates feel like she's a liability, mm -hmm. right? So the conversation I had with her was, hey, if you were an individual athlete, would you be going as hard as you're going, as consistently as you're going? And she said, no, I wouldn't. I would be taking time off. And I said, well, why would you be taking time off? Why would you be deloading sometimes? And she was like, well, because if I deload and take times off, um, I'm able to you know, train at a higher intensity and, and I, I make more progress. And so I said, okay, so do you think that the teammates and the coach that you have would prefer for you to be performing at a lower level or at the level that you would want to compete at in an individual basis? And she said, at an individual basis, for sure. So for her, that was, a, that was the frying pan moment that you're mm -hmm. talking about. Like, mm -hmm. wait a minute. So I'm actually making myself a worse athlete. And she recognized it when it was all said out loud to her. Mm -hmm. So 
the next hurdle for her was having the conversation with the coach and the teammate. And this is kind of what you're talking about, where the coach needs to recognize this and needs to have a conversation in a way that's supportive of the athlete mm-hmm. because that's how the athlete's going to get what they what they need. Right. Well, and, and it's also that conversation of understanding what their goals are. And, you know, for, for you know, if it's coaches tend to be a little bit more athletically inclined, maybe even competitive, um, and maybe they superimpose that onto their athletes, you know, and, and, and really that maybe that's not their problem. Or maybe this person who this athlete who, who keeps getting injured is it's in their mind they're they're that they are competitive, you know, whether or not, you know, whether they're going to finish fifth or 5,000th in the region, they're super competitive, but really kind of, you know, having that conversation, it's like, what is the, what is your goal here? What is, what is the reason for you working out? And for the vast majority of our athletes, it's look good and feel good. Mm -hmm. And so whether or not they realize that, that, you know, I think that's big too, and that's a, a very important conversation to have it because gets, I think sucked into the vortex. Yeah, it's just like, well, I thought I was supposed to come in here and try and beat my friends every day. It's right. like, well, you can do that, but you're assuming a lot of risk. Your your you know the the risk to cost benefit ratio is going going way up here, um, and so I've had that conversation with dozens of athletes, and it really helps them get a lot of clarity of no, I really like I. I I'd rather modify my workout than modify life is really what it comes down to because a lot of people right now are, are refusing to modify the workouts, but they are modifying their lives. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but nor am I that competitive. So uh, th- that's me. Um, so really saying like, what is your purpose? What, what is your goal? Like everything in life, you got to have your goal and then you can really have your pathway to meet that goal. It's that time of year, guys. It's the holidays. And we want to give back to you a little bit. So we appreciate so much the time that you spend listening to our podcast when you have literally thousands of other options out there. So we're going to do a little give back this holiday season. From now until the end of the year, that's from now until January 1, 2018, we're giving first-time Active Life customers the opportunity to get anything that they want. That's an enhanced assessment, a bulletproof program, the coach program, one-on-one coaching. Your first month is going to be 5-0, 50% off if you use the code PODCAST at checkout. I'm going to repeat myself so that you guys don't think you misheard. If you use the code PODCAST at checkout on our website, that's performancecarerx.com, you can get our Bulletproof programs, our coach program, or one-on-one coaching, or one of our assessments for 50% off of your first month. For those of you out there who are listening and you're like, well, I'm already a member, what, what about me? We got you too. Don't you worry about it. But your stuff is coming out a little bit later. For now, we're talking to the newbies. If you're already a member, make sure you tell your friends who've been thinking about it. Use the code podcast at checkout for 50% off your first month. I don't know if we're ever going to do this again, but we're going to see how this one goes. So, so we've established the athlete's responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's to yeah. recognize that they're not doing something effectively mm-hmm. and to voice that recognition well, 
to an to an authority figure. Well, and I think for the athletes right now, the, 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 you guys should I challenge you guys to really think about what your goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I admire when people say they want to go to regionals, they want to go to the games, and those athletes are assuming more risk. They right. really are. And, and I think that they're the minority. Yeah. Right. I mean, sports Absolutely. are inherently unhealthy, and they, right. they have to deal with that. But we're talking about the person who four days a week they're in the gym mm-hmm. and then they run home to take care of the kids. Right. Right. It's, it's, Oh man, my, my spouse made dinner tonight. I got to get back for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so their job is to, to be responsible for themselves and to notify the appropriate personnel mm-hmm. when something goes wrong. Absolutely. The coach's job is to understand the biomechanics of movement mm-hmm. on at least a basic level yep. to understand, okay, well, if this person's having pain in this area, the best way to deload it would mm-hmm. be, X, Y, Z, right? If they're dealing with low back pain, Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that they're not having to create too much intra-abdominal pressure, Mm -hmm. right? We want to make sure that they're not going through deep hip flexion under load that's going to cause their spine to potentially go through flexion. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that they're not pulling a weight from a range of motion that they don't have off the ground, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, and, and you think about the shoulder too. A lot of the times it's, yeah, do you have full pain for your range of motion? Well, if you don't, then you shouldn't be loading that <laughs> that mm-hmm. painful or short range of motion um you know we need we need to be less ballistic we need to be more grinding we we, we shouldn't be pushing end range there uh same thing with the hip you know like a lot of, we see a lot of anterior hip pain with deep hip flexion it's okay re- really the first thing you need to be doing is understand squat cleans are not a good idea you know that's it's you're gonna you're gonna go from a position to being completely unloaded rapidly getting into uh, hip flexion and then catching a bar barbell in, in most people's cases and rapidly loading that joint that is already painful that is already missing a range of motion typically with much less control right than we have in a back squat or a front squat exactly you know but even that stuff is questionable to do at speed and, mm-hmm. and looking at control there um, or you, we can have people that have that hip pain when they squat out of control and bouncing out of the bottom and we slow them down it goes away but i want to i want to go back for a second that's okay to talk about the biomechanics that i was saying the coach needs to know because this brought an example to my head okay i'm going to give you guys a really simple example and as a coach if when you hear this you're like i don't understand how that works Mm -hmm. then i implore you to hop on our coach program Mm -hmm. even though this is not meant to be a sales pitch for the coach program Mm -hmm. if this is something that when you hear it you're like i don't understand what the difference is Mm -hmm. our coach program will will change your life yeah. And that is the idea that if somebody has limited ankle range of motion mm-hmm. and they get hip pain or knee pain when they squat on the back rack, mm-hmm. switch them to the front rack, mm-hmm. right? Very, very simple and see if those things go away. Right. And if you don't understand why pain in the hip or the knee or the low back would go away in the same movement essentially just by switching the bar from the back rack to the front rack, mm-hmm. those are the kinds of biomechanics that should be prerequisite for a coach, in my opinion. Absolutely. And, and again, to speak to what you're saying is the system that we've put out there lets you systematically, it's a system, right? It's a systematic assessment of where your athletes have full range and where they're missing full range, where they're, what ranges are painful, what ranges are not painful, and then how to make decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like, I know there are a lot of systems out there and, and really I, I can't speak to a lot of them. I can obviously speak to ours the most. But to me, it's the most coherent way to to make decisions for your athletes on a daily basis. And, and yes, it takes time to, to, to learn this stuff. Anything worthwhile does. But very rapidly, uh, you're going to understand these biomechanics, understand that example that you just talked about, and be able to make better decisions on unloading those joints for, for athletes. Mm-hmm. 
And so let's get to the doctor's responsibility. Yeah. Um, so doctors, when you get a an athlete in your in your clinic and it was referred to you by a coach, um, you, you have a couple jobs too. Um, and the first one is really understanding the emotional component associated with this athlete's pain and performance. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that they're coming in more than just they want to get rid of pain. Right. We always like we tell you, we talk about with the people that come in our office that people live with pain every day. It's not until that pain is impinging upon or encroaching upon the things that they want or they need to do that they seek help for it. And so you need to understand that these, your job is to get these people back to what they want and need to do and, and simply stripping stripping things away, their wants away and saying never do that again is completely irresponsible. And we, we hear it all the time. It's, it's, it's annoying. Oh, you have, why, why do you deadlift? Why do you burn? What is that? What's a burpee? Why just stop doing it? If it hurts to stop doing it and never do it again, you'll be fine. And okay. Yeah. They, they might not experience pain doing that stuff, doing that stuff anymore because they're not doing it, but they're also getting less fit. They're also not working out as much. They're, they're, the, there also is no reason for them to stop doing yeah, that. And eventually cases. it's going to hurt in the garden. Exactly. It's, yeah. You're just going to, you're just going to lose more and more capacity until your back is going out, bending over to, to touch your shoe. Um, the other thing that you need to do is you need to respect the coach's humility. Right? That coach that sent that athlete to you knew that their lane, that, that this athlete was not in their lane. They knew that this athlete was out of their scope and they had the humility to say, listen, I, I, this is not something I should be dealing with. I need to get you to a trained professional. I trust this person. And I think that's huge too because we have a lot of doctors who are out there just shredding coaches when really that's 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 not getting anybody anywhere. That's not helping this anybody do anything. Shredding coaches and methodologies. Correct. Right? I mean, we have patients who come to our office from Pilates studios, from yoga studios, from dance, from CrossFit. Orange you know, Theory. Orange Theory. Yeah. And and it's, you know, we train CrossFit, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the other ones aren't any good. No. And, and so we're not going to, you know, poo-poo them. And, and the other thing is sometimes, guys, doctors, I'm talking to you. The patient's going to come not as a referral from the coach because, frankly, you haven't earned the trust of the coach yet. That's opportunity, mm-hmm. right? That person goes to a local CrossFit gym where they go to a local Orange Theory. If you want to be the person who is thought of as the cultural authority in that facility, it's in your best interest to call with the patient's permission mm-hmm. to call and tell the person who is in charge over there, hey, one of your clients came in to see me. I really appreciate the trust that you put in me by, you know, giving your approval, whether you did or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this is what we found. And I'm really happy that they're training at your place. Cause I think that it's going to be a really good ad for them long-term. This is how I would modify what they're doing right now mm-hmm. for their condition. And I'd love to follow up with you in a few weeks as they make progress so that we can, you know, make changes to those modifications. Mm-hmm. That's going to make a friend, yeah, and potentially help your business. Well, and, and definitely help the athlete. Like again, 100%. everybody wins, and then coach, you don't need to modify anymore. You don't have to be like, oh, what am I doing for Jane today? She's crippled. Uh, <laughs> ride the bike and do planks. I don't know. You know, it, you don't need to deal with that. It, it actually gives you less. 
to think about less, to, you know, less energy to spend on thinking about that stuff and more, you know, more energy freed up to, to learn more stuff about training and to, to getting after performance. Yeah. Now, doctors, if you want to be able to do this stuff, uh, because we do see a lot of docs and we talk to a lot of gym owners, I should say, we talk to a lot of gym owners who are like, yeah, we had this person and that kind of a couple of people wanted to see them. Nobody got results. So everybody stopped. And then, you know, then this other, this doctor approached me and they want to help everybody, but it wasn't really working. So I think that there is, there, there's, there can be a little bit of lack of understanding. Uh, it could be lack of communication, but a lack of understanding on the doctor's part, because if you want to be this, this, this doctor that is able to serve these populations, you know, you really have to have a solid understanding of human biomechanics and functional anatomy and the inflammatory response and tissue properties. Because uh, it, it, that you that is a prerequisite to to really grasping the situation that this athlete is in. Now, if you don't have that, that's that's fine. And if you don't aspire to do that, that's fine too. I'm not saying that's, that it, it, it's, that's it for everybody. But if you are someone who's like, yeah, you're a doctor and you're like, yeah, I want to treat CrossFitters, you better have a, a, a large understanding of the human body because right, nothing can hide. And, and, and I think when you say a large understanding of the human body, you mean mm-hmm. as it relates as it relates to, to cost, functional right? movement, to load, yeah. to volume, to intensity, all of it. And there and and you need to be ready to deal with some emotions too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, you know, we refer out all the time. Right. And I think that's what makes us credible. Right. Well, and, and, and I think we had to learn this. I had to at least learn this by by making mistakes where you take someone in and you assess them and you're like, yeah, I'm going to help you because that's what I'm supposed to do. And in your head, you're like, OK, I hope I can help them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I went through this a lot in Croatia because there was a large you know, uh, language gap, especially early on, where it's just like, OK, I think I did my best, but I, I hope they get better. I hope they believe it worked mm-hmm. um, because I just couldn't communicate that. Listen, this this might take time. But what basically what I'm saying is, you know, I found out that saying, yes, trust me, I, we're going to do this when you're unsure or not being able to lay out specific guidelines. You lose trust because you're saying, yes, this is going to help you. And it doesn't. You, you're, you're done, you know, and then because they're like, yeah, he said they got it, but they didn't get it, you yeah. know. And and so really it comes down to knowing your sweet spot and and being able and if, and if somebody is not your sweet spot, getting that person out. Right. Uh, we talked last time about, you know, the person that showed up with bone in their joint. I'm not doing anything for that. Previously, I tried. I, I literally I had a patient like that. I treated for four months and we would get them full range of motion. Uh, before they left and it'd be good but every week it would come back the same way and I thought I was doing that person a service you know because I was allowing them to train and so maybe I was maybe you know that person was willing to understand I was never going to get them better but I could maintain them we both sleep well at night but in my head and I think in, in the athlete's head they thought I was going to get them better and it's just it's, it's not true it, it, it didn't it never happened and so now this comes up again four or five years later and I'm just like you know what what are your goals what do you want to do Okay, I'm not the guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to maintain this. You're not going to be driving out here for me to just maintain this. You need to go get surgery, pull that out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I, we have people that come in here that their ranges of motion are phenomenal. They need motor control. And they, they need a coach. They they need a coach. They need somebody to teach them how to brace their pelvis. This isn't the office for them. Yeah, can can I teach people that stuff? Yes. Does it fit into my daily schedule? Absolutely not. But having a having a coach. 
that I know I can refer to that is going to teach solid squat patterns, know how to condition the core, know how to teach a hinge and press and all that stuff. That's what that athlete needs. That's what that person needs. They don't need me to come in here and rub them and tell them life is going to be good and and not get the results that they deserve. Yep. And we had a woman fly in from Texas this week, mm-hmm. right? She's here for three days. Yep. I'm not going to be treating her in the office. No. She doesn't need it. Right. So it's, it's, let's get her in the gym and get her what she really needs. Yeah. All right, guys. That's a wrap for this episode. Hope you liked it. Remember to review it and share it. Thank you for listening to the Active Life podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure you head to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating so that we can grow and reach and help more people. If you're looking for more from me and my team, head to performancecarerx.com. All the help you're looking for is right there. Until next time, guys, I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and the process is the goal.